Oh, happy year for all of you listening for the first time here in 2023. We are happy to be back. We can't be more excited to continue our TV show journeys with all of you. This is by order of the Peaky Blinders. This episode, though, not quite as peaky-ish. I'm Daniel, alongside my always co-host, Josh Levy. We will start, though, Josh, with some peaky news here for you all, because, of course, we're going to hang around. We're going to be like one of those annoying nails that you can't quite get off your finger until the movie, because we want to continue bringing you any peaky updates towards this movie. So here's the update. According to our good friend over at Peaky Blinder Season 6, Stephen Knight announced on... January 9th, so whenever you're listening to this, it was yesterday for us, that the movie will begin filming at the end of next summer. So July 2023. I think we're pretty sure it's we're going to have Killian Murphy. Nothing else has been announced. There has been speculation that we're going to get, like, you know, the whole gang going to come back together. There's been a lot of speculation. Off the bat, Josh, what's one thing that you want the most, and why is it Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds' red right hand? And why is it? Sorry, you just cut out. <laughs> yeah, why is yeah, it no, that? First of all, I need that. But I just want Killian Murphy in it. I want Arthur in it. I want all the main characters in it. Like, I, I just think it'll be weird if it's like the main characters aren't in it for some weird, odd reason. Like, for example, I mean, I would love to have like Johnny Dogs in it. But let's say he's not in it. It's not going to be detrimental to the to the plot. Like, we need to keep the plot intact. We need... We need, we need it to be kind of sequential from where we left off. I don't want it to be just some, like, 20-year time jump, in my opinion. I want it to come off to where the plot was, where we ended, and it kind of closed some loops and kind of closed some storylines. So I do believe that while I love the end of the season and I loved how it all the show ended, maybe one or two episodes to kind of close everything out would be great. So I think that's yeah. maybe what they, what they are doing and what I would really like. That would I agree that that would be a best case scenario. You almost do it like a, a Sherlock style show, you know, make it an hour and a half episode of Peaky Blinders would be the best case in my mind. Don't do it what like Entourage did, right? And try to do like a Peaky Blinders the film style, which they might do. But I, I, I agree where if it's if it's a spot, Josh, where it opens up with like a straight up showdown between Duke and Finn you know, and stuff like that. Like, that would be really fun. Like, even if you just make it, like, the first hour of the movie is, like, Duke versus Finn, and then the second hour of the movie is, like, Tommy tying up all of his loose ends, or maybe there's callbacks, and, you know, obviously you got Alfie that, that could be in play, and, and there's other there's other famous actors that have shown interest in it. I, well, I have one stance. I do not want Oswald Mosley, right? Like, I, I don't know. I don't think I want, like, the, I don't think I want that, story because it's just such a complicated convoluted plot that they did so well I feel like to just kind of like write them away get them out of there Oswald gets married to Diana they go on and we know what happens there I feel like I'd rather go back to like the small town let me rephrase this early Peaky Blinders what was at stake Josh very little in the grand scheme of the world right it was just like Hey, can we get these racetracks? Right. Can we That's get pretty complicated? Yeah. 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 Can, can we can we establish our family as bonded and connected in our community? And then it became and Thomas Shelby saved the world. Right. Like it turned into a mission impossible style um grand scope. And so I think I'd rather go back to the basics, make it a Shelby family kind of dynamic in this final in the movie. You know, 
I don't know. I don't know uh, what they're going to do. I, I'm excited to find out. We talked to certain people. You can go back and listen to our interviews from from 2022, where certain people that have influential opinions have said what they think is going to happen. And now I want to hear kind of what, what you guys listening think is going to happen in this movie. Josh and I will will obviously continue to update you with any information we have. I'd rather not get any sort of like, if it was up to you, Josh, would you want to know what the movie's about or would you kind of want it to be like a bit of a surprise? Yeah, I don't want it to be a surprise. I feel like if yeah. like the people who are watching the movie are people who know about the show. So what's the point of, you know, kind of putting out a trailer. So I don't know. That's just a trailer's fine, but I want it to be a vague trailer, for example. Like I don't right. want the trailer right. to tell us the plot like so many of these terrible movies are. And speaking of, we're in like movie season right now and the Oscars and the Golden Globes are all about to go. It is the worst slate of award-nominated movies in my entire movie-watching lifetime. And I have subjected myself to watching most of these nominated films, Josh, and they are just not very good. I don't know if you watched um, any, I don't want to like shit on people's, but like everywhere, everything all at once is like this, This everyone loves it, this Chinese a multiverse movie really missed with me. Tar was a little slow. I don't know. It's just like we're in a weird f- frame, like yeah, Avatar saw, 2. Uh, like Babylon, there's all these... which was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The Fablemans with yeah. Steven Spielberg's like autobiography. That was kind of weird. Movies are not very good anymore now that all the movie stars are like, oh, maybe we should do TV shows. So it's odd that, that Peaky Blinders is doing the opposite here in, in 2023. Yeah. Oh, also, I mean, I don't, so I wouldn't say uh, a movie aren't good but it just maybe really? just a down year you know i, don't I know. guess like I, I don't know top gun too. i mean i don't know I don't, like, that's a pretty hot take to just say that movies aren't good like i don't know people I watched love top movies. gun too i that's what i'm saying top gun 2 is probably the last really good movie i watched in the year 2022 i write down every movie that i watch in each year and in 2022 i watched 43 movies that aired in 2022 fucking christ and bullet train was probably uh the best one here in the latter half of the year. Yeah, I watch a lot of TV. The Batman was pretty good. But speaking of uh, of rankings and, and writing things down, let's get to what this episode is about, which is our top 10 shows of 2022, Josh. And we are going to... The long-awaited... The long-awaited uh, we had a nice preamble list. there. We had a nice preamble. Get, get the fans we back did. in the peaky language and... and uh, and and get off my soapbox here. I had a very tough time with this. This is one of the best years of movie of TV shows in the last five years since we started doing this in what was that 2019. Um, I've written down how many shows I've watched each year. Josh, did you write down how many shows you watched this year by chance? Uh, I I started keeping a list and then I kind of stopped. I have about I mean I actually have a good amount. I have like 20 ish. That's good for me, man. I feel like you like probably 20, watched about 35. I feel like you watched about 35 shows this year, if I had to Probably, watch. probably. I, I also watch like a lot of documentaries and like those yeah. like those shows that have like one-off episodes that are kind of like a series where every episode's different. The that, that I didn't really like write down. Yeah. But I guess if you want to go with dramas, I watched like 25-ish, and I probably watched a total of 35 shows this year. That's pretty good. It was, it was, it was an upswing from 2020. That, that is really good. I watch a lot of TV. I bumped it up from 53 to 63 this year. Uh which is, I know, too much. We'll ignore that. Let's jump right into our lists. Um, I have a lot of honorable mentions, and I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to muddle the water. So let's just start with ten, and we'll talk about our honorable mentions like let's we do usually do, do, kind of yeah. like filtering through. Josh, I put Severance at ten, and and this might be a little what the re- what the recency f- bias. What, yeah. What the hell? Maybe a little recency bias here. 
Um, but Severance was really, really good, but it was a long time ago. And I remember it being really, really good, but I also remember loving a bunch of other shows. And I'm sure we'll talk about Severance when you get to it. So what, what's your number 10? Okay, so my number 10 is Dropout. With, okay, uh, Amanda that Seyfried. was a long time ago. Wow, um, yeah. That was a long time. It was in the beginning of 2022. It was on Hulu, but with Amanda yep. Seyfried playing the, um, why am I? The Theranos. Uh, the Elizabeth, yep, Elizabeth Theranos uh, founder. I just thought that she did a really great job. It's not too many episodes. It's short and sweet to the point. They don't really mess around. They do a really good job of showing the progression of her character from when she's in college at Stanford and she wants to yep. found, and she really had good intentions to kind of found Theranos. A lot of times these shows kind of fetishize these evil people. And this show, this show did a really good job of kind of showing how crazy she was and not really portraying her in a good light whatsoever. And I, that's why I really liked it. A-plus acting. They brought in all of these yeah. big heavyweights for these tiny roles. Of all of the fraud, this was the fraud. There was like a month of fraud TV. And that's something I want to get to at the end. We've gotten into like droves of genres like the last the last month of the year was all spy shows right with like jack ryan and slow horses and the mm. recruit the year started with inventing anna and super pumped and the we crashed and i think dropout was the best one that's a good choice um we'll go to number nine what's your number nine well you want, you want so you're the seven so my number nine is is winning time oh the rise and time. fall of the, yep. of the los angeles lakers um i love i love the characters i loved like the the way that they 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 filmed the cinematography how they would shift from you know real time to it be kind of being like an old real film where you can kind of tell that you were in in that era um the acting was great the storytelling was great john c riley was phenomenal playing uh dr bus um i just really love love that show a lot of really great characters and um i'm really excited for season two to come because yeah um they they left it off in a really good way. There's still a lot of storytelling to really kind of tell. They can they can probably go with that story up until probably like if they really wanted to, they could go up until like the two thousands. But I know that it's really just about the seventies and the eighties and 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 that Laker era. But just a really good HBO show. HBO it's a very different kind of HBO show because they don't really do the sports kind of storytelling and it's that, not even sport like you, you could show it to a non-sports fan it's i think drama. And they would it's like drama. It a lot yeah and it's right. comedy and, right and uh i mean really once again you know not really fetishizing magic like a lot of the characters they yeah. portray them in really bad lights and jerry well, west, jerry the, actual, west. <laughs> the actual jerry west is suing the creators of the show because he is mad the way that they're portraying him which just shows that they're incredibly him. right yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. They're they're entirely right on the nose because he's just getting offensive. But really, 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 just phenomenal show, and that's my number nine. Yeah, I had a really tough time leaving Winning Time out, and I think if I rewatched it recently, it probably jumped back in. It was number five of my first half of the year top ten. I'm gonna go way back with Yellow Jackets as my number nine, which yeah, I don't know if you watched show. it. Showtime, did you see it or no? No, I haven't, but you raved about it. Yeah, you got to watch it. It's really good. It's about a a high school girls soccer team that is on their way to like the, the national championship in Canada or something. And they, their plane crashes and they have to survive in the wilderness. But then we also get a, a flash forward to the present day. So we know which one of them kind of survived and we know which ones didn't, but we don't really know how or who else is available. And it's really good acting. And, and yellow jackets is just a show that that was so good. I had to, I had to hang around with it in my top 10 here. 
Uh, moving into number eight, which I know is probably higher on your list, but I really, really enjoyed watching Blackbird, a Josh Levy recommendation. One yeah, of our few, one of our few movies this year, shows this year that had a movie star that made the jump, and it is, uh, it's the guy Taren, from from Kings Kingsman, Taron Egerton. Yeah, yep, Taron yeah. Egerton. Just a fun real life, uh, maybe representation of what prison might look like if. All of a sudden, the FBI says, hey, we want you to go to a, a bad, bad prison instead of a casual prison and get this serial killer to basically trust you and confess to you. And it was just, it's the guy from the uh, Atlanta Olympics bombing movie who plays yep. who plays and, the serial killer. he was killer. also in some, no, no, I was, I was thinking yeah. of the guy who played uh, Kemper in uh, yeah. the, the uh, serial killer in... Um, Mindhunter, but they they just no. they're just two really big guys, but similar, uh, yeah. Just really good show that's higher up my list. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna, I, we don't have to really go into it, but uh, whenever I get there, but really, really like that that show. So number eight for me, and it would be higher if to be with full disclosure, if I need to finish the season, I only have a few episodes left, but it was so goddamn good. I'm going to finish it. What is it? It was just I, I it's it's industry. Oh, Josh, you got to finish industry. Oh, I know, I know. It's such okay, a good well, show. Season one is incredible. Season two, from what I've seen so far, it's that good that it's on my top ten list. We'll get to it. We'll get to it in a couple of picks. Um, so that's number eight for me. Just really yeah. good. I love the characters. It's kind of like a, a Euphoria, even though I don't, I don't watch Euphoria. Euphoria mixed with Billions, mixed with other... Succession like almost. Success. Yeah. Yeah, so it's really good. I, I love I love British actors. They sound so goddamn smart. You, you all have heard me say that before. They all sound so smart when they speak, and I and I just love some of the actresses and actresses. I loved industry. I'll, we'll get to it. I have it higher on my list. What about your seven? My seven's Barry. I don't think it's on your list. Yeah, Barry hit the honorable mentions. Um, Barry, I thought was really good. It was um, really good. I yeah. love the way that they ended the show. And as and spoiler alert, everyone, I'm not going to spoil anything. If you haven't watched Barry, just fast forward a little bit. But uh, I like, as I said, I mentioned when we kind of did our Barry recap for Patreon. I think is that I like how Barry's character arc is kind of closing to an end. Like, he's not just going to get away with it, everything. He's He got arrested to end the show. It's not he done. Got what? No, I know, but oh, how, right. how is he going to wiggle his way out of that? I think we're going to have a prison show in season four. Okay, but yeah, but I'm happy that he's yeah, not just... No, like, I agree. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think he kind of said, and you, and you mentioned that he's going to kind of take a back seat, kind of. He's not going to be like the main guy of the show. Yeah. Um, he wants to direct it. The, the character who plays Sally has that epic, epic scene where she just loses her shit and she's in the midst in the of that. elevator. Blood splatters on her and she goes crazy on, on her on her friend slash assistant. And the acting is just great. And um I I, I liked it. It's there were it were ups and downs, but it really redeemed himself towards the itself towards the end. And uh that's why it's number seven for me. Loved it. Love Barry. Really wanted to be Barry and Better Call Saul were two that I was like pinching myself in pain that I couldn't get on my top 10 list. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, I've got a great top 20 list. Well, so. I, listen, listen, if I had, if I had, so I, I, I think Better Call Saul is being released on Netflix any day now. Yeah, you got to watch it. You guys all have to watch it. I don't it. have cable, so I wasn't able to like get it. And I tried getting AMC Plus and I tried getting to watch AMC. I tried logging into yours. Nope. I couldn't watch it. I tried watching it. I'm really like, that's gonna get into my top my top ten once yeah. once I actually get to it. And I heard it was incredible. It was perfect. They had a great finish. 
Same with Stranger Things that I didn't have in my top 10. I thought they had a pretty good finish. It just at the end of the day wasn't as prestige as my list has the capacity for because these, now that we're in the top seven, Josh, six of my top seven shows are HBO. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. Um, You hit me with your seven. Yeah. So you want my six? No, I got to go my seven. Okay, go with it. Go with it. This is a show that didn't quite finish as incredible as it started, which is why it's at seven or else it would have been top three, but there is going to be a season two. It's based off of the memoir by a Jewish kid in Missouri who decided he wanted to move to Tokyo and become the first non-Japanese investigative reporter. And it's called Tokyo Vice. Yep. It's called Tokyo Vice. Ansel Elgort learns fluent Japanese to play this role. And it is a sprawling um, cop drama throughout the streets of Tokyo, makes you feel like you're in the city. Michael Mann directs the first episode. The first episode's kind of like a movie in itself, kind of like what Yellowstone did in season one. I don't want to talk more about it because there's a lot of twists and turns. It's just very gripping and a little bit like uh, another show that I've got here in the top five I'll talk about in a second with cop drama and just the realness of what cops do in the everyday life. And then I've got Industry Six. And Industry is a sports show without any sports in it. I don't know if you got to the scene yet. And what's great about it is they've got Mark Duplass's uh, brother yeah. early yes, on. Yes, and there's and, a scene yep. at the very end of the second episode where he has to, to make a, a buy or a sell and they've got to work their way yep. through and it's it's first year, second year bankers. The only reason that this isn't higher on my list is because I, I don't like what they did to your darling in this season. And they really oh. kind of they really kind of ruined who was the, the best character in the show, Yasmin, and turned her maybe into like they my kind of vilified favorite. her. Same with Robert. They, they, they kind vilified- of they, they kind of yeah. chopped the balls off of a couple characters here, but it was still entertaining. Still makes my top ten. What about your number? Yeah, six? Yeah, I mean it's a great show. So my number six is one you already mentioned, Blackbird. We don't really have yeah. to go too much in depth, but just kind of my 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 viewpoint of that show. I mean, some of the most bone chilling, gripping scenes. Like you felt that yep. Taron Egerton. So like obviously you know the whole plot of the show is Taron Egerton is you know arrested for traffic like like you know trafficking nar- narcotics and weapons and he's going to be in jail for a long time and they basically kind of recruit him the fbi kind of recruits him to get in the mind of a, of the serial killer and befriend the serial killer to kind of figure out where these bodies are buried and it's scary like he has to he has to really be suave and he has to be really charming and get and and it's it's really 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 good and you can kind of feel it. You, you, you can get like you can look in his eye. The acting by Taron Egerton in this show is just Good. so so so. You can you can sense the fear in his eyes that he is scared of this of this this demon. You know, so uh, it's just a show that I the last like two three episodes were some of the most intense television of the year. And it's it's purely as simple as this. Five years ago, it's a movie. It's pretty good. But if you could stretch out and get the details and make it a show, Apple TV Plus yep. pays the big dollars. It's just so entertaining. You could watch it on a six-hour flight. Just download it on your iPad or whatever, your tablet. It's an Apple TV Plus show. It's Ray Liotta's final um, acting credit before, unfortunately, he passes. And then yeah. Septi Moafi, who plays the main um, female uh, investigator, Mm-hmm. is really really entertaining and she has like a yeah, sexiness about her that's that's very alluring and and, and has you, you captivated so that's your six how about five get to the top five now. so my five is actually stranger things which is not on your list i really like this season of stranger things i thought it was really captivating some really intense scenes obviously 
you know, running up, running up the hill that, that, that yeah. famous song, you know, made, made it, made a resurgence. And, uh, it was really good. It was freaky and I cannot wait for the next season. And that's what a good television show does is it makes you want to watch the next season. I want yeah. it now. Um, and in the beginning, I wasn't a huge fan of it. I thought it was moving a little slow. And I thought that the way that they kind of tied everything together was masterful. And yeah. it's not easy to do with a convoluted plot like this, where it's kind of a lot of things going on. There's different monsters. And the, and the, the, the way that they kind of explained Vecna was, I think, awesome. really well done. I didn't think they were going to do a good job with that. So um, that's why Stranger Things is number five on my list. Yeah, their season was really good. I didn't love the release schedule where they kind of like didn't post the last two episodes for like four weeks yeah. after, which really kind of like that was just a way for them to draw it out and to kind of gain an audience. No, I mean, like was, once again, it was so that people could keep Netflix into July, really, which was like a next quarter for the. It was a, it was a finance thing, but I didn't like Jim Hopper's yeah. stuff was really unrealistic this season, so it just kind of like yeah, but kind of bit at me. Yeah, the, the way that he escaped. I mean, of course, but you also have to realize what do I always say, Daniel? Oh, no, I know, but you have to realize you're watching, like, Fast and Furious. A menu. Yeah. So we don't get to decide whether or not it was unrealistic or not. It's a, already a show with monsters. and That's what I'm saying. Monsters. You're just, yeah, it's superhero show, pretty much. These these main characters are superheroes, not just L. And the guy who played uh, the nerd who made his resurgence in this season was awesome. Um, I don't remember yes. his name, and I'm looking for him now. He was also in Game of Thrones. Some of, some of, wait. Yeah, talking about the guy with the jacket. Who ends up uh, not making it? <laughs> I'm I'm blanking. I don't know who you're talking about. The the, oh, guy, the guy who was playing the, the main guy, Hell Hellfire Club. Yeah, the guy who was playing the guitar. I, I think yeah. his name was uh Joseph Quinn. Not, That's what it is. Eddie Munson yeah. was the actor. Eddie was Munson, the character's yes, name. Yes, Joseph yes. Quinn. Okay, so we go Which, into. He was in the Upside Down playing playing the uh yeah. the that song on the guitar, and it was just epic. Yeah, it was really fun. And he was in one episode of, of Game of Thrones um, as like a Stark soldier, which is funny. So now we get into my, we get into the, the continue the top five. I'm going HBO strong. I loved the Wire sequel. We own this city. It was really, really good. It would have been number one or two, if not for uh, a late surge from something else. And then it kind of just bumped its way down as I started to finagle my list. But simple as this, if you like real life cop drama, and like an, an a appealing open of like how uh, conspiracies start and how um, corruption is is kind of like opened in a city. It's just really cool. It like it layers thirty different years through Baltimore, and uh, and its main character is a superstar, John Bernthal, who is uh, who had a huge year this year. And I'll tell you what. Let me ask you a question. Did uh, did the bear make it on your list? No, I didn't really like it. Yeah, me too. But Burnthal was supposed to be really good in that. I didn't even finish it because it was too draw. People it, it hyped up me... the bear so much. I, I, I didn't even finish it. I just didn't, I didn't like it. I just didn't like the plot. It, it was like uncut It's kind of like for a me. sitcom. Yeah, it was, I don't know. It made know. me stressful. Yeah, it made me stress-filled. Yeah. All right, so We Own the Cities 5. Now we continue our HBO trend and House of the Dragon is 4, mainly because That's of four what for they me. pulled off. That's it's 4 just, for me. They just pulled off a yep. fucking, they just did it. They did it, Josh, and we liked it. That's all we they did it for. and they, they, they made a setup season mm -hmm. incredibly entertaining, which is not easy to do. Season one of a show that's going to be around for a little bit is got to be a setup season, and it's going to be slow at times, but their slow episodes were entertaining, and that's what makes an amazing television show. I love the cast. I love the characters. People hated the time jumps. I didn't really mind it. Yeah, it is you know, what I it didn't is. really mind it. 
and characters looking different. It's like, okay, like, you know, they're going to pick the best actors to act in the show and they're going to sacrifice appearance. And I, I, I think that that's, that's what they did. Well, this was a show I got to watch weekly. And then the day of the finale, my girlfriend decided let's watch all nine so I can catch up. So I got to do the binge and the stretch out. And obviously, and I don't think this goes without saying the binge is way better for almost every show like this, where it's like, if, if you don't have to wait for it five days in between to be like, oh, you know, it's like, you just get to press the next one. The time jump is no big deal anymore, right? Like all of a sudden it's like, right. who cares? We forgot about those little kids. We watched them four hours ago. It wasn't like, oh, five weeks ago, we fell in love with, you know, Rhaenyra and all of that. Yeah. Really no, I, fun. I, I loved it. I mean, Matt Smith is like one of my favorite actors right wow. now in television. Um, Millie Alcock. I mean, she's in, in the beginning of the show. She's she's awesome as as Rhaenyra. Um both Alicent uh, Hightower act actor actresses were phenomenal. Yeah, um, obviously we have Patty Constantine, our guy, our guy, uh, Father Hughes, baby, Father Hughes, Patty Constantine playing uh, Viserys. Yep. Um, and he does a really great job up until his up until his death. He just you kind of even like, his death, a, even his death is just incredible. Yeah, he's a very it's endearing not even a spoiler. character. It's just, yeah. You feel bad for him. You love him. You fall. You kind of feel the his the, the warmness of his heart. So. I mean, and also the the ending the ending of the season. I love the penultimate. Obviously, we know Game of Thrones was was a penultimate heavy show, but the last episode of of, of this season was great, and I'm really excited to see where this show goes and and kind of the the trajectory that it goes. I know season two is going to be epic. I I can't wait. It's probably going to be two years away, but whatever. What's what's your number three? So my number three is Severance. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know that I was a big big Severance guy. Going on that theme of leaving you hooked and wanting to watch the next season, talk about a show that left you on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Like, this is the cliffhanger of all cliffhangers where uh, – Well, let's, uh, yeah, let's not spoil – I would say let's hold off for spoilers on Saturday. All right. Fine, fine, fine. But, I mean, Adam Scott, Patricia Arquette do a really, really phenomenal job. Patricia Arquette does such a good job of being this creepy character. Yeah. Adam Scott does such a good job of flipping the switch from – his innie and his outie, as as you yeah. like to say, um, and the Ben Stiller it's just a really aspect. Good show. Yeah, it's just a really good show of this dystopian kind of society that is. It's not. It's not. It's kind of Big Brother esque a little bit, and I just found it really interesting. A very different concept as a television show. Very intelligent. A lot of twists and turns. And Christopher Walken, John Turturro's, and a really really star star studded cast. And I'm excited to see. I don't know when season two is coming out. I hope soon. But, I think, uh, just I think they're filming. TV. I think they're filming it right now. So okay, so a really, just really great show on Apple TV Plus. Apple TV Plus. Apple Plus has some. They bombed uh, it. They killed it. They have some. They have some pretty good shows, and uh, it, it was it was really good. So that's number three for me. What about you? Yeah, and I will say, you know, in Apple TV Plus, Slow Horses and Pachinko made my honorable mention. Slow Horses, if you haven't seen it, two quick seasons came out in the same year, which almost made that a top 10 show for me. Just the feat of doing that with Gary Oldman as the head of like this, this spy collaborate that's also like kind of dumpy. So they're considered the slow horses. And Pachinko is a great Korean show on Apple TV Plus that's just beautiful. And another great show, kind of dystopian, is my number three on HBO. And I, I bragged about this. This was my number one show in the first half, and it's called Station Eleven, based off of a best-selling novel. It is just really, really good. It's, it's. I don't want to talk too much about it. It's kind of like if COVID really was as bad as some people thought it could have been and killed 80% of the world, What what would happen and how would we playing on to the hope that music brings us and, and Shakespeare and love and all of that. And it's, it's, it's very 
light for how dark it is. That's number three. And then the one and two conundrum. Something tells me we got the same one and two, Joshua. Two of our yeah. favorite shows of the decade. I, I think it's I, I mean, I don't know if it's interchangeable, but should I go with what I got at number two? It feels it feels interchangeable, but unfortunately, the switch for me is one nailed the the finish line. The other one, the finale was not as good as I wanted it to All be. All right. So you got offered the offer two. I've got the offer the two. Lotus, yep. And, and the white, white lotus, lotus one. Yep. So we can kind of talk about that. You I got mean, the same one? Same ones. Yeah. Those were just so white lotus season two, and we got the offer. I mean the offer the offer at Sorry, White Lotus season two is number one for us, and we got the offer as number two for us as well. And we can we can start with the offer. So yeah, I mean the offer was an incredible show. It was it was just such a good job of portraying the behind the scenes, how the Godfather was pitched, how it was made. You know, going through each some some really famous scenes of of, of the filming of the Godfather. Um, Miles Teller just hits it out of the park. He was my favorite character in the show, and everyone else is just so captivating as well. Yeah, I, I all I know, Josh, is that Matthew Good's representation of the head of Paramount Pictures, and the show is oh, on Paramount Plus. So good, it, Robert Evans. I would watch a show that is just the life of Matthew Good as Robert Evans. Dan Fogler as Francis Ford Coppola made me want to watch other Francis Ford Coppola movies. Charlie Blue Dorn. It's just every single character. Colin Hanks as like the the cynical kind of like head of the of the parent company of Paramount, trying to clip the clip the trimmings. Even in castings that I didn't even love, like I didn't love Giovanni Ribisi as like a fat uh, mafia head. It that was still fun. But you've got Juno Tempo from from uh, Ted Lasso. Who Ted plays Lasso, yeah. And then at the end of the day, they just grabbed these characters who just were perfect castings for the people that they represented and and yeah. from justin chambers as marlon brando to maybe like the best one-on-one representation ever which was the al pacino um anthony Ipoli apolito as al pacino was just insane to me it was so good it was so good literally it looked exactly like a young al pacino sounded like a young al pacino the you know, jesse chamber is it Je- jesse chambers justin justin chambers justin chambers who literally sounded just like Marlon Brando. Like he probably had to get in character for like a year for that. Like that's not easy to pull off and he did a great job. And and I don't know if, if other people recommend, like took our recommendation from six, seven months ago and watch this on, get a, get a free trial, watch it Paramount. on Paramount Plus. Yep. Paramount Plus. It's also where you can watch like Survivor and, and NCIS, other CBS stuff. Maybe you can get into that all. I'm watching 1923 on Paramount Plus and the main character from 1923, super good looking guy. He was Burt Reynolds in that like, you know, half a scene from the offer mm-hmm. where they're like, maybe we should bring Burt Reynolds in. Yeah. He is so, so perfect for the role that he is. He's the head of the Dutton family on 1923. And that's a show that will probably make it onto my 2023 20, early top 10 list because three, four episodes in and I'm fucking loving Helen Mirren in it. it. Love it. No, that's, right. that's awesome. I mean, now I mean, we got to talk. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, we could have an hour. We, we've already talked about the White Lotus. I mean, the White Lotus season two is my... Honestly, the top five show of the last 20 season, years. Just call it like a season. Just, the top five season yeah. of TV I've ever watched in my whole life. It's actually so fucking good. I don't even know where to start. It's so good that I bought a White Lotus Resort and Spa Sicily hat. <laughs> I can sport it around. I love this show so goddamn much. Every single character. I don't have a gripe with any single character. I, I, thought, I, I thought I hated the character Ethan. I love him. Will, Will Sharp's his name, right? 
Yep. The actor does such a good job at the end of the last two episodes. Megan Fahey as Daphne is amazing. Theo James as uh as Cameron is so fucking good at playing that douchebag. Aubrey Plaza is so goddamn good at playing Harper. Then you got Jennifer Coolidge who's kind Coolidge, of the star yeah. playing Tanya. Haley Lou, Haley Lou, Lou Richardson, who I hated in the beginning of the show, ends up being one of the stars of the show at the end. She does a great job. And uh what's uh a Tom Tom Hollander? I mean I I can I can the show. Yeah. Murray Abraham. You have you know, um, it's Christmas just a, from the Sopranos. You know, yeah. Adam DeMarco does a good job of playing Albie. Every single character, there's not a single bad character in the show. It is so good from start to finish. Every every episode has you captivated. I was, I mean, I I didn't binge this. I watched it, you know, week by week, and I was just waiting until Sunday night to so I can finally watch every episode. And the ending is one of the best endings of a television show I've ever seen. It was really good. It was, that's it. It's a murder mystery that you don't even care about the murder mystery for half of it kind of vibe. And uh, you know what we did, my girlfriend and I, we watched the season of Survivor where Mike White is the star of it. You know, the, the creator of White Lotus went on Survivor before he wrote the show. You could see in that season, his idea for some of the characters popping up in like the awkwardness that you see between the people on the show. And I love Survivor. And that's another plug for Paramount Plus with no free ads and all of that jazz. Um, but it was it was really good. It was a really good year. Uh, let's run through our top tens for everybody, and, and why don't you hit me with a few of your uh, few of your uh, honorable mentions? Yeah, so um, I got uh, Candy, the one with uh, Jessica Biel playing, the, like playing the, the the killer. I, mean, it was, I thought it was a really good show. Um, I got Ozark on here on my, on my honorable mention. Just just kind of like a, an ode to the show in general. Didn't think it was yeah. the greatest season ever. And that's not. the same thing goes with the crown. Like, it, like it wasn't the greatest uh, episode of a season of television, but I just love, I love the British acting. I love the story, you know, of of the crown. So those were a few of my honorable mentions. Um, what about you? So I had a really tough time leaving this off because I really enjoyed it and it was really good. Andor standalone prequel okay. to the prequel of the Star Wars trilogy. And it's the first Star Wars piece of content that actually peels back the, the the dull, boring layers of like, this is what people do. No, like this is why there's a rebellion. It's basically breaking out of prison inside of a prison scene. Plus there's a heist in the season. It's just really, really good. And Diego Luna does a really good job leading it. Also Reacher, which was that uh kind of like spy show kind of on mm. Amazon prime about big Jack Reacher who comes into town and has to like solve a murder. And, uh, and it was really fun and enjoyable. And then lastly, I really watched um, these two back to back and enjoyed it. Husband and wife taking over Amazon prime. We've got Jack Ryan, who is John Krasinski and his wife, Emily Blunt, who was the star of a Western on Amazon prime called the English. That was really well done. Her and uh, a native American, um, kind of like traitor, you know, he leaves the Native American tribe, joins the American army. This is in the 1800s, right when the States are being um, assimilated. And she comes over from England trying to find her husband who like ran away from her. And it's just a really fun little back and forth there called the English. And then lastly, I've got to give a little bit of love to Atlanta just because of what they did. Two seasons in a year is also very impressive. It wasn't the best, you know, it wasn't, the, it wasn't the worst. It was just, it was just good TV. And, and I still was excited to watch it every week. So those are the, okay. those are the top 10 and, uh, and my like nine honorable mentions. I got Severance, Yellow Jackets, Blackbird, Tokyo Vice, Industry, We Own the City, Hot D. Hot D. Hot D. <laughs> 
Station Eleven, The Offer, and White Lotus. Let's hear yours before we round things so up. I got Dropout at 10. We got Winning Time at 9. Industry at 8. Barry at 7. Blackbird at 6. Stranger Things at 5. Hot D at 4. Severance at 3. The Offer at 2. And White Lotus Season 2 at 1. With a little asterisk that says Top 5 Show of the Last 20 Years. Bang, boom, pow. We thank you so much for joining us. We did it. We got it in. We're going to we're gonna keep tabs, but I wouldn't necessarily hold your breath until uh, until the next episode. We're going to keep, we're going to wait for some peaky news. We're going to see, maybe Josh and I will watch the same show soon. Two great shows coming out. January 13th, Hunters Season 2 with Al Pacino yes. on Amazon Prime. Looks good. Looks That's going to be really good. There's also the Netflix um, show about the tennis players that also comes out on that day. Also, Last of Us, which is a new HBO show. They're all pushing it heavy on uh, with Pedro Pascal on January 15th. And then you've got Outer Banks, February, Succession coming up soon, Yellow Jackets in March. So a lot of good stuff coming up. Mayor of Kingstown, Josh, you should jump on the Jeremy Renner train on Paramount+. Good. Plus. We're going to round good. things out. It is good. We'll keep tabs on what we're watching. Thanks so much for joining us. He's Josh. I'm Daniel, and we binge, so you don't have to.